It is our sports wagering wizard, Mark Tremhiller, joining us on the Dr. Glatt. Regrow your hairline, Dr. Paul Glatt, Philadelphia's leading hair restoration doctor. Visit drglatt.com. Follow him at X underscore Drumheller. Uh, Mark, hopefully you did not have any Flyers bets tonight. No, no, didn't have any Flyers action tonight. But I'll tell you what, the fans deserve better, man. It seems like once they start allowing the fans in, the Flyers went downhill. So, and it just it just keeps spiraling. So it, it's not good. Um, I thought tonight would be a get-right game for them, but they've gotten everything wrong so far. Yeah, oh, they've done everything but get it right. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's great. That's a good thing for them. Uh, but tonight, we do have some hockey action on in the Flyers. I don't want to go in detail too much. We'll do that with Kelly Hinkle uh, at the top of the next hour at 10 o'clock. But there are some games tonight. Do you have a play in the NHL tonight? Yeah, I have um, I have Florida Chicago. I have the third period over. So um, there are two teams that you know historically this season have been high on the third period overs. And the third period overs are always fun because you get that empty net possibility, right? If it's a close game, you can get that empty net goal at the end, and that kind of helps makes it a little more exciting. So that's really all I'm on tonight. Uh, tiny bit, tiny card. But uh, you know, I'm on Florida and Chicago. The third period over two goals. Um, typically I played a one and a half, but it was juiced pretty high. It was at like minus 200. So, um, I went over two goals at, I think it was minus 135. I got it at. So well, it'll definitely two nothing Blackhawks now. So, uh, you know, we hope Florida can get the offense together just in time for the third period. I was just about to say, if Florida can get into this, uh, it's only 2 nothing. but even just one goal here and make it a one-goal game, that is sort of uh, what you need here in the 2 nothing game between the Chicago Blackhawks and the Florida Panthers. There is a game tonight, 10 o'clock, Avalanche taking on the Arizona Coyotes. And Avalanche, uh, they've gotten things together. Now 28-2 and this season, a little bit of a rough start, but they look very good. The Panthers, they're 27-4, and but I'm saying all those records because, well... The Flyers, I can't say 22 because they only have 15 wins, 15, 11, and 4. They're a bad, bad hockey team. But I don't want to talk too much hockey tonight with you, Mark. Uh, Obviously, I think you and everybody else in the sports betting world kind of preoccupied with college basketball. Did you have any winners? I know you put in some futures bets. Did you have any winners uh, for the Sweet 16? Yeah, I did. Actually, um, you know, some, uh, you know, Sweet 16 futures I had in there. I played. Um, I played Oregon plus 300. I had Arkansas plus 150. They both hit, um, had little San Diego State at plus 200 that didn't make it. Um, obviously that was probably like my biggest disappointment, I think, from the tournament. That was a team that I thought could make some noise, um, that went out pretty quick. And then I had a tiny, tiny splash on Winthrop Sweet 16. That obviously didn't hit either, but they were, you know, that was like a plus $1,500 ticket. So, um, just a, just a little splash on that to see if I could catch fire, but didn't work. Hometown team Nova took care of business and, uh, you know, they're in the Sweet 16 now. We've got a big, big matchup against Baylor. It should be pretty exciting. Please tell me you didn't bet against Villanova every step of the way and, and on the road to the Sweet 16. No, I didn't touch that one. I obviously read it as, hey, you know what? I got a misread on Nova here. You know what I mean? Jay Wright obviously got them mentally prepared to play. Um, so I didn't touch him against North Texas. That was a game I laid off. But overall, um, very good. Very good in March Madness. I think I'm about 18 and 8 so far oh, in the tournament. Just on single plays. A lot of the stuff played out that we talked about on the stream prior to the tournament. We talked about the Big Ten. Um, and how some of those teams like Ohio State, 
and uh, Iowa, two teams that we targeted that we felt like were getting a little too much credit defensively uh, just because they're playing in the Big Ten. And, you know, Ken Palm and, and all those sites, they have their adjusted rankings, and that takes into account, you know, the, how strong your schedule is. And when these Big Ten teams are playing each other and everybody just says they're great because they're from the Big Ten and they're ranked in the top ten, all of them, um, you know, that kind of inflates those rankings. And you saw when they kind of, you know, ran into tough situations. They couldn't get stops down the stretch when they needed them. Oregon completely lit up Iowa. Um, Iowa, I mean, Ohio State obviously had their problems in the first round. Um, so a lot of that stuff came to fruition. So it was really cool to see. Didn't see Illinois going out early. I thought that they would go pretty deep. I had them in my final uh, – I actually had them losing to Houston, but uh, had them going pretty deep. But that was probably the biggest surprise of the tournament so far as Iowa – getting bounced out. I mean, Illinois getting bounced out so early. Yeah, and I think one of the hardest parts about betting once it gets into the Sweet 16 is the chaos of the first two rounds, the round of 64 and round of 32. I mean, upsets everywhere. Double-digit seeds upsetting. I mean, teams that are uh, that are dogs by more than double digits on the spread are ending up winning games. I mean, it's, it's chaotic and so many underdogs are winning, but I feel like always when it gets to the Sweet 16 is we almost have to flip our mindset and thinking, okay, well, it was great that they upset, you know, those teams earlier, but now they're going up against, I would say, the big boys. So is there a change in mindset when you bet the first two rounds and then when you get into the Sweet 16? Yeah, and it actually starts in the second round. I think, you know, you saw some of the teams that kind of advanced, um, kind of, I think, them advancing into the Sweet 16, like you look at Oral Roberts, I think that had more to do with their second-round matchup than it really did um, how they were able to play. You know, you see some of the teams, they get big upsets in the first round. If they have to play a top team in the second round that's clicking on all cylinders, it's hard for them to kind of get up right away the next day, match the intensity, match the effort, you know, take on Goliath again for a second straight day in a row and come away with a victory when, you know, they probably have the least amount of talent out of the two teams on the court. So I think that that's a challenge um, in itself. Now, at least going into the Sweet 16, they get a break here, right? They get five days, they can rest, they can kind of regroup. But as we get deeper into the tournament, talent starts to prevail. You start to see these upsets kind of, you know, weed their way out, become less likely. And I think it's defined in the line. Like, I think you're seeing some pretty big numbers um, in the spreads for the, the Sweet 16, which I think has a lot of people leaning underdogs early. Yeah, I'm actually leaning the favorites early. Where where are you leaning? I, I know, like you just said, people are leaning the dogs, and I do have a couple, like Villanova. If this one shoots up to maybe seven, seven and a half, and Baylor gets bet a lot, then I, I think I might take Nova. Uh, Florida State and Michigan, you know, I, I like the dog there a little bit. Oregon, USC, but where are you leaning? Is it the favorites, uh, underdogs? Is it, is it a mix? But where where is kind of your, your thinking at as we get to the Sweet 16? Yeah, I think money line wise, you're going to see a lot of the favorites win. Like, I don't think there's going to be a lot of outright upsets, but I think the lines are pretty wide. I mean, you look at even like a team like Oral Roberts gets to regroup, right? And obviously they're playing Arkansas, but Arkansas has looked a little bit up and down. Like, not really, um, you know, uh, not consistent. I, I guess that's probably the best way to do it. So now they're going to lay double digits there, right? Are they just going to run away with that key? It's possible they have the talent, but pretty big spread. Um, Gonzaga 13 and a half against Creighton. They'll probably cover that, right? We probably don't need to touch that. Um, I definitely don't want to bet against Gonzaga with a team as inconsistent as Creighton. Um, but you look at some of these other lines, like, 
You know, Michigan, Florida State, I think I know a lot of people like Florida State outright in that one. They're catching three points. Um, UCLA has played, continued to play tough. Um, surprise people. They look better and better each week. They're getting six points against Bama. So um, I think there is some opportunity. Like even Houston, the team that I have, you know, taken to win the whole thing, um, I know the way they play and they weigh gritty. They play gritty. And, and Syracuse has been causing a lot of disruption defensively with their zone. You know, is Houston going to be able to crack that and cover a six point spread? I think it's a lot of questions. So what game are you being cautious about? And we'll go on the other side of things and not saying a best bet, but one that you're not really too scared of because there is certainly a game like that on the board for me. Uh, but what is the game you are being sort of cautious about? Maybe because it is the, of the spread or how the team is playing. Uh, but, but either way, which, which one are you kind of shying away from or cautious about uh, for the Sweet 16? Yeah, right now I think the most intriguing one that way that I really, when I looked at the lines, I had an initial lean. Like I really like Loyola Chicago. And I'm like, hey, you know what, I'm going to lay these points. And I'm taking a step back and I'm not punching anything in because I feel like I did bet against Oregon State um, and they proved me wrong against Oklahoma State. And I don't know if it's just a reaction to that kind of recency bias because I felt like Oregon State could not continue to be hot, couldn't continue to shoot the way they were shooting. Um, and that they would slow down a little bit. And I do think that's going to come, especially against the Loyola Chicago team. But not sure if that is just kind of a reaction because I didn't see because Oklahoma State wasn't able to kind of step up um, and take advantage of Oregon State in that game. I mean, Oklahoma State shot terrible. Um, they really couldn't get anything done offensively down the stretch in that game, and it ended up costing them. So um, that's one that I kind of have to take a step back. Those types of games where – you know, you were wrong on initially on a team. You know, you don't want to jump right in and just kind of pounce on it off your initial reaction because, uh, you know, you have to kind of check yourself and you have to make sure that, you know, you do feel like you have an edge and it's a solid reason to make the bet. So we're talking with Mark Drumheller on the Dr. Glad Regrow Your Hairline. You can follow him at X underscore Drumheller, our sports wagering wizard here at The Gambler, presented by Cure Auto Insurance. You're tuned in to the line change. Uh, so I'll go on the opposite side of things. What, what's a team that you're looking to maybe hammer on in the Sweet 16? Because I will say right now, I love Alabama against UCLA. Six points is not nearly enough for the 20-point win that Alabama is going to get against the Bruins. Uh, this this is almost like Alabama, again, going up against Maryland. I mean, they're just going to crush this team. Is that how you feel? Is there a different game that you, you, you feel good about, at least right now on a Tuesday? Probably not as strong as you feel about Alabama. Um, I do think they can win, but I think UCLA, I mean, they've surprised me, and, and I've been on them, and I still like the way they won these games, but it, again, Alabama's a huge step up. I have Alabama you know, in the final four coming out of that region. So I definitely like them to win. Um, we'll probably end up laying the six, but not sure um, on that one yet. The game that I'm really looking at is I'm, I'm looking at fade in Oregon, to be honest with you. Um, they're catching two and a half points, and I think that Oregon was a team that I like to get to the Sweet 16. I thought that they were the team that was going to knock off Iowa. We talked about that initially when the brackets came out, that that was a spot to take advantage of. Um, but I think that, that might be it for them. Like, I, I almost think that, like, hey, okay, they're going as far as they can. I love the way USC is playing. I think they can get by Oregon um, in advance. And, you know, I was interested to see how that line would come out. And the fact that it's lined with USC as being the favorite um, tells me I might be on the right side. Yeah, and I, I was just about to ask you about that. Like, what, what team are you maybe buying in on the hype on that – 
uh, necessarily maybe people aren't or whatever the case may be. What, what's the team you're buying uh, into the hype? I mean, is it a Syracuse? Is it maybe not Villanova, but Oral Roberts in this game? You know, what, what's that team for you that you've really kind of fallen in love with as the tournament's gone on? Yeah, I mean, I think that what I believe in Houston, like having the Houston ticket to start to win, to win the whole thing and then edging it with Gonzaga, like I'm really happy the way things played out for Houston because it hasn't been easy and they've shown it and they've been able to, to win it anyway. And, um, I think that, you know, it's going to be another test with Syracuse. So I'm still pretty high on Houston. Um, and also I'm even more high on Leola Chicago. That was one of the teams. You know, we talked about with them drawing that seeding, um, how like they were just kind of getting thrown to the wolves um, against Illinois. They come out with the big upset, but I think that they can go long in this tournament. Like I think that with that defense, that was really the main question. Ken Palm had the, the efficiency ratings, and and them having one of the best defenses, um, you know, in the country. And how would that translate against great teams? And I think that that's been answered. You know, like they beat you with efficiency and they on the offensive end. They don't turn the ball over. They hit the glass. They do all the little things, and they play good defense. And I think that, you know, they're going to get by Oregon State. And, you know, I think that they, when you have a defense like that, you're always in it. You're always in it as it gets deeper and down into the tournament. So um, I'm very high on them as well. So I'd probably say Houston and Loyola Chicago, um, you know, that I'm really high on going in, and it's just kind of like reinforced what I was thinking earlier. So one thing that really surprised me yesterday here on the line change was you you can listen to Monday through Friday, 8 to 11 at night. Uh, I had Joe Tanzi, Jeff Parles, both very good at covering and betting college basketball. And every time I asked those two, or the, the questions I asked about Villanova to those two, I was really surprised to hear them say, Villanova can stay in this game. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be Baylor, Villanova, you know, tough matchup. Villanova obviously was being picked to be upset against Winthrop in the first round because they don't have Colin Gillespie. But in those two games against Winthrop and North Texas, we've seen a Nova kind of switch their style a little bit. They're playing an inside out game, posting up with Jermaine Samuels and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. So I'll, I'll ask you this and, and maybe you'll go the same way or go a little bit different, but are you giving Villanova a chance in this game against Baylor? Can I plead a fifth or <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I'm not going to let you do that. No, you're answering. I, a fifth. I will be rooting for Villanova. Um, well, of course. I do have my, I do have my doubts on um, whether they can stay with Baylor. I think they need Baylor to shoot cold if they're going to stay in the game, to be honest with you. Um, and I think that, you know, that was the question. I think Baylor coming into the tournament was, you know, would they be able to get hot with their shooting? I think we saw that. Um, you know, recently that they're, they're able to click on all cylinders, they're able to light it, light it up. And um, if they carry that momentum, you know, after the break in the game against Nova, they're going to be tough to beat. I mean, they're going to be real tough to beat. So I think Villanova has their hands full in this one. The six and a half, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I'm not sure which direction I'm going to go in this one yet. We'll probably lean Baylor initially because um, I think they got, you know, they got some players that can play defense too. Um, you know, Davion Mitchell and those guys, like, I think that they can, Baylor can go a lot further than they get respect for. I know before the tournament, there was a lot of talk of it being, you know, tier one, the Zags, tier two, Baylor, big, big gap, tier three, everybody else, right? And and I think that was kind of how some people were looking at the tournament. I know Illinois was getting a lot of love, um, but I think that was a little recency bias that, you know, we found out they got bounced out, but 
I do think that Baylor is a pretty strong team, um, you know, all together, and, and they're going to be pretty tough to beat. Villanova will need a lot of help to win. No, I do expect because Villanova was being bet against again heavily in the first, uh, at least the first round. Second round, I'm not sure if they were or not. But now they're going up against Baylor, and I expect with the perception of Nova without being with one of their best players in Gillespie, that Baylor's number is probably going to move up. Like I think that does go to seven, seven and a half, especially once we get closer to the game on Saturday. I think that's where you're going to see the number move a lot. Is there a number that you see in this game between Baylor and Villanova where you would go, finally, uh, I'll take Nova here. Is there a number that you would go with? Yeah, I mean, I think we're pretty close to it, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not disregarding taking Nova at this point. I just think that I'm going to have to dig into it a little more. Like, it's not like a gut reaction kind of thing. Um, but, I, I mean, I sure. I mean, if this got up to seven and a half, eight points, you know, would you would you take a shot on Nova? I think so. I mean, I think the one thing that, you know, they did answer, and there was a ton of questions, and I was one of their biggest critics coming in here, is, you know, mentally, would they be ready to compete the way the season ended? And, you know, or would they just kind of come in and wave the white flag? And I think they answered that, that they're, they're in this tournament to compete. Um, I still think they're a very talented group. I think Jay Wright's going to have a good sound game plan. Um, and if they can go in there and execute, you know, I think they can stay with Baylor. I just think ultimately, uh, you know, Baylor's just too talented. But, um, you know, money line, Baylor play, but you're not going to bet in the 305, right? So if it moves to like seven or eight points, sure. You know, I think Nova's probably worth a shot. We're talking with Mark Drumheller at X underscore Drumheller, the sports wagering wizard here on The Gambler, presented by Cure Auto Insurance. Uh, last question for you, and I always have to bring it up just because I'm fascinated. I don't know how many people are. I am. How'd you do in FCS this weekend? That was another winning weekend. There so, you go. So it was real good. Yeah, it was a real nice weekend. Um, you know, we went two and one. And uh, I'll tell you what, Delaware is probably one of the biggest surprises in the FCS. Two and oh, they got another big game this weekend. Um, but Dave looked very impressive. Um, actually playing them this upcoming weekend, laying nine and a half points on the road. So that's going to be interesting. But FCS has been good, very profitable. Um, I think I finally cracked the code on that one so we got two two winning weeks in a row so hopefully you don't jinx me but uh you know I'm, i have a couple plays i got four plays lined up for this weekend so i'm excited it's gonna be another good weekend and uh you know we got a couple more weeks left and then we get into selection sunday in the fcs and you know they pick the at-large bids and they'll do the 16 team tournament for the playoffs and you know hopefully delaware's in there making some noise so I'm curious. You don't have to give me all the picks, or you don't have to give me your favorite one. Just one. I'm curious. Uh, who do you have this weekend? Just one game for the FCS. I'm curious. For the FCS outside of Del- um, outside of Delaware. Outside. Well, yeah. You know, outside of Delaware. Yeah. Let's see. What were what was what were the other games that um, I had punched in on the FCS? Because you have a couple of dogs this week, right? Like I, we were talking during the break, and you you have a couple of dogs and everything. So I was just really curious uh, where you're going because uh, I think I mean there have been some major upsets already, right? Yeah, I mean early there were a ton of upsets, and and that was the big thing. So um, you know I do have um, Davidson was the other favorite I played. They're laying five and a half. They're a team. Very I had no idea Davidson had a football team. Literally no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, <laughs> they're the two favorites that I have. But, yeah, I have a well, – I can pull up my plays real quick. I have a short dog and then a double-digit dog um, in the FCS. 
A double-digit um, dog in the FCS. How about that? That is betting right there. Like, that is just hardcore awesome betting for Mark Drumheller to have a double-digit dog in the FCS as a play that he likes. Well done yeah, by you. Yeah, Youngstown State getting 12-and-a-half at home. And Youngstown State is a team that started the season, um, couldn't score, couldn't really okay on defense, had a lot of turnover as far as personnel is concerned, right? They lost a lot of people, brought a lot of people back. Um, and they were competitive defensively but couldn't do anything offensively, made a quarterback change two weeks in and have looked much better since. You know, And they're playing North Dakota, who just got hammered by North Dakota State. And North Dakota was ranked number two. Uh, I want to say number three or four coming into that game. So it was a huge game with a lot of implications, and they just got ran on by North Dakota State by the Bisons. Um, so I'm expecting a team like that, even though they're, they're the much better team, laying 12.5 points on the road, um, I'm going to go with the hometown team there, Youngstown State, with 12.5. Youngstown State, very competitive in their last couple of matchups. They got their first win last weekend, but even before that, they lost by two points to South Dakota State, which is another top ten team um, in heartbreaking fashion. So they were a team that's kind of like on the cusp, on the cusp, finally broke through, and now they're catching twelve and a half points at home. So I think that's a play there. Uh, Youngstown State plus the twelve and a half. See, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Some good old fashioned breakdown of some FCS football. Well done, Mark. Uh, good luck with your tournament picks this weekend. I'm sure we'll be hearing them on the daily ticket with Sean Brace Monday through Friday from three to six. I think you're on Friday with them, uh, so I'm sure we'll get those tournament picks for the Sweet Sixteen. But I uh, can't wait for them. Going to be a lot of fun again this weekend. But thanks for coming on tonight. All right, thanks for having me, John. At X underscore Drumheller, you can follow him on Twitter.